Hello, everybody. Welcome into Tricks and Picks, our seventh episode. Um, the big fight. Um, you know, it's been a pretty big weekend for sports. Uh, you can tell it's. I think that you can always tell when sports is really slowing down when based strictly based on what people are talking about uh, in sports media. Um, I think the fact that uh, the sports media right now is talking about the M- ESPN's NBA Top 75 kind of proves that uh, sports has really died down from, say, two weeks ago. Um, like, they, they would never talk about that during the NFL playoffs. So, you know, because everybody still has the sense of, like, football withdrawal symptoms going on still. Uh, there's still this weird sense of, like, you know, oh, we have to talk about the NBA Top 75 that ESPN put out. Um, I don't know. I don't care about it that much. I don't care that much about the ESPN Top 75. Um, but I will say, uh, I, I do want to talk about the big fight that happened uh, with, with Juwan Howard uh, when he slapped, when, when he basically attempted to, like, punch but like face palmed the assistant coach of Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was a really strange way to fight. He's obviously not a very good fighter. Uh, it, I mean, he didn't even. It, it was like he threw a punch, but it was like open handed. It was like I don't know. I I don't know. It looked kind of weird. But what I do think is, I do think Jawan Howard should fight this assistant coach in rough and rowdy. Next upcoming rough and rowdy. I think they should do that. Pay them money. I think it would be pretty funny. Uh, that would be a pretty good way to bury the hatchet between the two of them. Um, you know, Juwan Howard, he's he's very whiny. He was being very whiny. He was uh, he got mad that they called that Wisconsin called a timeout uh, after he pressed with like 10 seconds left in the game or something like that. Uh, when they were clearly already going to lose. Why are you pressing when you already lost against backups? You look like a jerk when you do that. Um, I mean, I don't think. The, the the opposing team should run up the score or anything like that. But what are you doing? I mean, there's no point in doing that. And then he got mad at the end of the game. And then he got mad because uh, because he called the timeout and the player's shoe fell off. And I don't know. This is just so stupid to, that he really got that mad about it to the point where he would just refuse to shake the coach's hand over that. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I think it's silly. But I do appreciate I, – I mean, he, he is very lucky – he didn't get a harsher suspension. He is very lucky that he didn't end up getting suspended for the rest of the season. I mean, most coaches probably would have, uh, but he's a Michigan legend and uh, Michigan people really love Juwan Howard. And uh, you know, the fact that he was in the fab five, um, you know, and he also took a really long time to apologize for usually coaches, college coaches uh, or, or anybody or players or whoever, they come out like right away. And then right after they're like, I'm sorry, things just got too heated. It took him like 24 hours admit he was wrong which I I thought was really strange I I think what happened was he met with the people in Michigan and they were like hey man you have to apologize for this because you know we're we're gonna question your judgment like it's one thing to get into a fight and apologize it's another thing to get into a fight and then not admit you were wrong at all that's just craziness to me uh you know most coaches like I said would have been fired or I think would have been either fired or uh, would have been suspended at least the rest of the season. I think he should have been not fired, but suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, but I do appreciate. I mean, as much as I do feel that he should get, in, he should, he should, you should have a harsher punishment as a leader of young men um, getting into fights. I do appreciate fights. I like them. I think they're they make sports more entertaining, and it makes my doing my show a little bit easier. If I'm being honest, um, 
You know, uh, one of my favorite my favorite fights probably involved one that I was at. Um, one of my favorites, I would say, was the Miguel Olivo Jose Reyes fight. That might have been it, like I said, I, I think that might have been my favorite one because uh, I was at that game and I was very young and I was I, I would have gone to war for the Mets at the time. I would have now I wouldn't because I came to my senses. They wouldn't go to war for me. Um, they wouldn't even spend money for me. But anyway, that, that might have been my favorite. Speaking of the Mets, um, I didn't think I'd be talking baseball in February other than the lockout. Um, but this is a better story. Uh, Marcus Stroman. Um, he won't stop talking. He won't, he won't stop tweeting. Uh, it goes to show you most of the time when athletes tweet, they just show you how they really show how dumb they are or how bitter they are. Um, and, and for like no real good reason, uh, I, I'd have to say, I mean, look, Stroman was a decent pitcher for the Mets. He actually was better than average throughout his career. It, like he was better with the Mets than he was with the Blue Jays on average, but, um, he just didn't stop talking. He was always a headache. He, he always had something. Uh, and I, I don't miss him. I don't miss Stroman. He's a jerk. Uh, and, and this is what he put out. He's still talking about the Mets after he's not even on the team anymore. Um, just look, uh, just looked at the Mets, just looked at who the Mets hired as their GM. That tells you enough. His lack of awareness and you know, all that, uh, I, I don't know why he feels this way. Uh, he feels the need to start commenting on, uh, on who, the Mets hire. Uh, he's not even on the team anymore. I don't. I don't know why he cares. Um, it, I love how he puts "God got me" at the end of it. Like he got out of an abusive relationship. I mean, he played for the Mets. I know he didn't. I know he initially, allegedly, didn't want to go to the Mets. Um, but to then be like, to be so bitter that you just start commenting about, re, um. Strowman needs to just focus on himself and pitching. Glad he's gone. I agree completely. He should focus on himself. He has nothing to do with the Mets anymore. It would be like, it would almost be, what Strowman did would be as if you no longer work for a company and you hear who they hired as like a general, as um, a CEO and started railing against them on social media about who they, about who they hired at, at their new role at, at CEO. It, it's just so unbelievably stupid uh, to then and it makes you look petty. Uh, I don't. I, I just don't understand the incentive for Strowman to be doing this. Um, I don't know. I, I, he just looks like a jerk. He's been a jerk for a while uh, for the Mets, and now fans really don't like him. But now you're gone, and you're still talking about him. Mets. I, I don't understand this at all. Um, uh, and so the MLB lockout is still going on. Um, so so far, it looks like baseball season's not going to start on time. Um, frankly, all right, I can live with that. Um, we have basketball. The playoffs are going to start soon. Um, I, I, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but I, I think it'll start. It'll start. What you have to remember about the lockout right now is the players, uh, the owners have leverage now. The owners aren't losing that much money if players don't come out for April baseball. Uh, the fan, the owners aren't losing money, and frankly, most fans don't care that much about April baseball. I can live without April baseball. I'll be fine. Um, you know, once July comes around, there's no other sports on. I want to be able to watch baseball. Um, now that I don't work at the MLB anymore, uh, I can enjoy baseball again because I'm not work. It's not my job, so I can finally I can enjoy Met games again. Um, but this is not gonna. I mean, spring training isn't 
spring training didn't start on time. I don't care. I, I say abolish spring training. I'm a spring training abolitionist. Get rid of it. Okay, we don't need spring training. Okay, get rid of it completely. Just start the season. Uh, start the season in April. I don't need spring training. But because spring training is pushed off, it, it's not pushed back. The season's not going to start on time. It's pretty safe to say. Um, I don't know if you guys saw of uh, the Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he he um, put like this weird cryptic message on Instagram, uh, which really does lead me to believe that he's, he's going to leave. I don't think there's any way he's going to stay in Green Bay, or at least doesn't plan on staying in Green Bay. Um, under most or in all likelihood, he's not going to stay there. Um, based on all that, like he, they showed, he showed Devont, uh, he showed like the national anthem, like the player standing for the national anthem, excluding him where he usually stands. Like it, it just seems like it's almost like something somebody else would post as a tribute to you after you died. That's what it looked like uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Um. Anyway, um, we're gonna bring uh, my good friend Liam on. Liam, what up? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Uh, did, did you see the big fight? I did. I was watching it live, actually. You're watching it live? Yeah. You know, I like seeing – haven't you noticed that, like, whenever sports fights happen, it always involves, like, all the guys involved never fight? Right. They're terrible at fighting. Like, in baseball, they're constantly, like, throwing punches and missing – yeah, but Juan Howard like threw a punch, but he like landed it as like an open hand. Yeah, it was an open fit. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. They're just they're terrible. They're just terrible at fighting. I guess. Um, so Juwan Howard got suspended five games, and then like two players on Michigan got suspended for one game or something yeah, like that. Because the the I don't know what Wisconsin got, but the players were throwing fists at each other. Yeah, more that's than the coaches were. Yeah, basically because it happened with the coaches first. Is what this is meant, yeah. Usually it's the other way around. Usually, like... The only, thing, like the only thing I don't understand about what Juwan Howard... So, he's upset about the timeout, and... By the way, and, and, and Greg Gard gave, gave a, 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 a bad excuse, too. He said he called the timeout so that the 10-second half court would reset. Um, I, who cares about that at that time? Yeah. But the only thing that I don't understand is that Jawan Howard said to Greg Gard, I'll remember that, sort of like implying that Greg Gard was attempting to run up the score with the timeout. But he was doing the opposite. He had his backups in. He had like the, the end of the bench players in. And they were pressing the end of the bench players. like, Which is such a hard-o move. It's like you're down by like 16. Like the game is over. You're going to lose. And you're just going to press against their backup players for no reason at all. Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand that any more than I understand guard taking the timeout. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I, I, I understand about guard taking the timeout is he doesn't want his end of the bench players to have to like break a press in that situation, whatever. But neither guy I think should be upset. If they're going to press, they're going to press. And if he's yeah. going to call timeout, he's going to call timeout. But the one thing that I'll say is that Juwan Howard's excuse was Michael K brought this up that he was that um, Greg Gard put his hands on him, but he didn't hit Greg Gard. He hit no. the assistant coach. Right, he didn't hit Greg. Gard. Also, Greg Gard, like you, you can't argue that what he did was so, that that Juwan Howard was defending himself because he didn't right. hit Greg Gard. And also, like he, Greg Gard also like 
he's like trying to explain to him. He was like, stop, hold on, let me explain. That's a little bit different than like slapping somebody in the face. And Juwan Howard is two of Greg Gard. Juwan Howard is twice the size of Greg Gard, right. too. Right. So, and he's and he, then he's like, it, right, he can't, it's a joke for him to say that like it was self-defense. He was like he like he could have just said okay i'm not shaking your hand and that's that like if he was that upset right. about it he didn't have to start a fight over that and and he did and 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 to be fair they they weren't going to shake hands which was what was and then juan howard said and pointed at greg gard i'll remember that i'll remember that yeah so if they weren't gonna shake hands he should have just walked and said nothing yeah. and then he said it. but the other thing the one thing that i would put on juan howard's side is the two coaches were arguing and then the assistant the one who got hit he came in like a bat out of hell yelling but that yeah. assistant should have just stayed where he was oh yeah he should have just stayed where he was obviously like yeah. i don't know i don't know what he like he wasn't trying to like break up the fight either he was like going all in on it which i thought was crazy i, I just thought that was a crazy move I, I don't know i was surprised he only got suspended for five games i thought he would have gotten worse yeah well i mean i think that they're so they're right now they're joe lenardi has them as the last team in to make the tournament so they're um they're right on the bubble, so they might not play. It might be the whole season. Now, the good news for Michigan is that they have five games left all against tournament teams. If they can get two wins, they should probably be in. But speaking on that, it's there's probably a lot of frustration with Michigan right now because, they're like I said, they are considered to be the last team in the tournament, which means they would go to the first four. They were ranked as the number three team entering the season. Yeah. So they've had a terrible – disappointing season so i think there's a lot of frustration if they were to win that wisconsin game they would, they would have been firmly into the tournament but they didn't get close so there was a lot of frustration at that at, in in the locker room and especially at the end of that game yeah no, no it, it certainly seems like that and you know i don't know I, I don't know i mean college basketball is finally good now because it's like it, it's all like because football season's over and then it's like college basketball is kind of like now the replacement because we don't really have anything else to pay attention to other than uh, other than like the NBA. Um, did, did you are you an all star game guy? Yeah, I like it. You like it. I don't, I don't watch any of them. I don't even watch the baseball one. Uh, but but it yeah. turned it like it turned into like this big discussion about like, you know, the uh, ESPN. Like, like I said before, um, you can tell it's a slow time in sports based on like what the sports media talks about like people yeah. were talking about like Tom Brady potentially going to the Niners right <laughs> like he's retired no, no <laughs> I know you um you don't care about uh the NBA top 75 you don't care about it so much that you opened your show with it I I care about the fact that I don't care about it <laughs> but um <laughs> but well I the one thing I'll say like the, the thing that annoys me is like like uh, uh uh Josh Donaldson who I think plays for the Toronto Blue Jays uh, he, he was saying like about, oh, the, the, the only MLB is the only good all-star game and the rest of the all-star games, like the rest of the league should cancel their all-star game because guys don't try. If you don't like the all-star game, like just don't watch it. You can just not watch it. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I don't, I personally don't see the appeal in the all-star game and I don't care if it's on, like, I don't have to hide from it. I just don't really watch it. Uh, like I'd rather watch college basketball than the NBA all-star game. Like, I don't know. There's something mentally in me that makes me not want to watch something when it doesn't count. Right. But like, I, I will say that the, the, the NBA all-star game, the thing they've done really well is like that. So I don't know if you, I'm sure you know this, but once the fourth quarter starts, there's a target score. Right. The right. Team has to do. They've done that well because then it does sort of get competitive. Like St Steph Curry had was, was like shooting like out of his mind. 
he was unconscious from three. And then once they got into like playing defense, he went really cold. So like it, it, it got a lot more intense and stuff. And then LeBron hit a great shot. But I think it's also like the best like all-star game in like M- MLB is the one they try and make like the best all-star game. But like the uh, weekend, like the dunk contest, it wasn't that great. Obi Toppin won, by the way. Shout out to Obi Toppin. Yeah. And, um, from Westchester too. Yes, and 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 uh, we, we would. I think it would have counted as a um, a Nick victory if Cole Anthony had won as well. Um, but um, but uh, the weekend that they do is like better than any. Like the, the Pro Bowl is probably the worst one. Like like nobody really cares about the, the Pro Bowl. You know why the Pro Bowl is the worst one? It's because football is a contact sport, and football without intensity is unwatchable. Yes. Correct. And it's like players don't want to get injured at the Pro Bowl. Right. Nobody's going to do anything. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, well, it's like what I said about the Alvin Kamara thing when he got like arrested when he got into that fight in Vegas. He was probably like drinking right. or, and, you know, doing, you know, partying or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it goes to show you that like if you have the Pro Bowl in Vegas the night before a game, that right. nobody takes seriously, like you think something bad might happen. It's almost like a day right. off. Right. It's, like, yes. so, I don't know. I guess nobody thought that through. Well, I mean, they, they also, uh, since they put a team in Vegas, uh, one of the guys has been arrested for DUI. They've had like a, a ton of problems yeah. just having a team in Vegas. So, yeah, it's it's an issue. But I, I do like it. I mean, I, I do sort of like it. I like it being in Vegas like when it doesn't count like a, sort of an event like that. It, yeah, I mean, cool. a lot of people would want to like – a lot of people would go to Vegas – to like watch these games. I guess that's the, the appeal of Vegas for a sports team. But it's also worth noting that Vegas is like a city that's not very big, kind of in the middle of nowhere, where people, are, which is mainly just a destination. Like right. it's not like New York, which is a huge metropolitan area. Right. Like that, that's the main, that, that I would say is the main difference. Like it wouldn't be surprising to me if Vegas as a city is tough to support, have a supporting fan base. Cause Tampa for years has been a terrible fan base for their baseball team for the Rays. Right. And you know, if Tampa's not good for baseball, then it's like, you could say the same, easily say the same thing about Vegas. I mean, I could do the same thing. There. Yeah. I mean, I think what they could do is, so they've added the extra week now to the NFL, but they didn't add an extra bye week. So teams still only get one bye week, but they could do is, you get the normal bye week, and then middle of the season they play the Pro Bowl. Every team gets off, same as they do in other sports. And then it would also be advantageous for them because if it pushes the Super Bowl back a week, the Super Bowl gets pushed to President's Day weekend, so you have the next day off. Um, I, I feel like that's they're the only sport that doesn't play their uh, All-Star game in the middle of the season. Yeah, it's a weird time because they play the Pro Bowl like – there's like a Pro Bowl break for the NFL, but it's the very end of the season. Right, and then also like like if, if like how many times has Tom Brady played the Pro Bowl because he's in the Super Bowl? Like guys who are in the Super Bowl, right. which are normally like the best players in the NFL, aren't even playing it. So yeah, that, that's that's the strange thing about it. But you you know the, the NBA All Star Game, people kept talking about how bad the dunk contest was. I haven't, I don't think I've ever like sat down and watched the dunk contest. Apparently, they missed like twenty eight percent. Apparently, they yeah. they only made twenty eight percent of their dunks. Right. But the, the thing that I don't understand is like when, when that happens, like people are immediately like get rid of the dunk contest, whatever. Like, I think you just have to, to realize like sometimes like and it's the same thing with everything. Home run derby, either all star. Like sometimes some years they're going to be bad and some years they're going to be good. It doesn't mean they need to be abolished. Not just that, but if they try to go for good dunks, 
they're logically going to miss a lot of them. Right. I think that the the um, there was a lot of talk of this on sports shows, but the way that you would make the dunk contest better because no, like Nate Nate Robinson won the dunk contest three times in a row. Um, we're, yeah, and he's tiny. But yeah, but but the point is to say like the major players don't play in the dunk contest anymore. Like the thing they could do is like you know a huge incentive, like a million dollars or something like that. Um, and, and sort of get the better players to play. That would be more interesting. Yeah, that might be a good idea. I mean, yeah, home run derby. I mean, it's like the basketball version of the home run derby. It's, it's the same kind of thing. Like with the home run, although not everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar in the sense that like, it's not all big players in either right. of them. So like, there's a lot of players who aren't that good, but are just known for being able to dunk a lot. Right, except the, the the dunk contest like incorporates like a lot of stuff like Aaron Gordon dunking over the car and and guys who blew the guy who blew the cupcake out when he dunked and stuff like that, where the home run derby is simply just hitting home runs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it's it, you know it, you know missing dunk, like I don't know missing dunks. I don't think is a big deal. I'd rather guys like try to go for that really tough dunk and like miss right. it sometimes. Then you know it, I don't know. It, it's also, not- like I, I think that the home run derby was cool when like home runs were cool. Like ho- when home runs now, like all they do is hit home runs in baseball games. Right. So right. I, I don't even think it matters that much anymore. Right. No. No. That that's a very good point. Home runs are a lot more common now than they used to be. Probably because athletes get bigger and stronger, and uh, you know the balls were juiced <laughs> allegedly. Um, not only, I mean, probably, uh, not just allegedly the players were juiced too. Players were juiced, all that, <laughs> uh, you know, Hey, I'm for it. I'm for juicing. Uh, I mean, they don't allow it, but I'm for it. Right. Uh, steroid era was a lot of fun. Um, okay. so did you see, um, did you see Marcus Stroman? I, I just saw it this morning. Yeah. You just saw the tweet. So, I mean, I set my whole show up tomorrow and then I just get last night and, uh, today I had to like change the whole thing. Uh, yeah. because apparently there's like a 12 hour news cycle for sports. Um, <laughs> but but I, you, I don't really like, I don't know you, I, I think this is going to be more common with players now with social media where they're going to be open about how they feel or whatever. But I, I, I mean, I don't think it was that, well, first of all, it wasn't out of ordinary. He's, he was very vocal on social media. Oh yeah. It's, it's not uncharacteristic of him, but I don't know that, that annoys that's that upset you. It didn't upset me, but. I wouldn't say it upset me. Nothing an athlete can tweet would really upset me, but he's, you know. When when the Cubs, if he's going to pitch when the Cubs play the Mets at City Field, does he get booed? Yes. Yeah. He absolutely gets booed. Um, He'll get booed anytime he plays at City Field for at least this next season, he's going to get booed. But I think it would, I think it would, um, I think it would uh, benefit baseball if, more players did this sort of like in an NBA offseason kind of way um, because it maybe would bring a little more intrigue. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's, I think that um, it's interesting. I think a lot of Mets fans, I, 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 if I remember correctly, were angry at him because in like they would lose games that he pitched and he would post like nine, like 90 second highlights of himself. Yeah. But the thing is that baseball is also pretty much the most individual team sport. So. It's the most individual team sport, but I do think you lack severe self-awareness if your team loses and you start posting highlights of yourself on Twitter. It's a weird – like, it's just a weird thing to do. To, like, like, imagine for a second – I mean, you're not a Met fan, but you're a Nick fan. Imagine for a second if 
the Knicks lost and Julius Randle posted his highlight reel like that night on Twitter. Yeah. You could be like, I know. but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I know he's, he's been vocal and, and he was, but I mean, I, I thought he was, I mean, he, he was, you would say he was probably their second best pitcher last year, right? Yeah, I mean, he, no, no, he was a solid pitcher. Like, it's not like he was bad. I'm not going to say he was bad. Um, he just talks too much for an athlete. Like, he, like, you know, Twitter just usually makes athletes look dumb. Um, they usually, you know, what stands out is that they say the wrong thing. They usually don't say insightful things, you know. Yeah, that's going to st- keep happening more and more. I mean, well, it's going to happen more and more. I, Jarvis I'm not- Landry did it yesterday as well. Who? Jarvis Landry. Oh, but his negotiations thing. Yeah, he, but he did. He did the same exact thing, basically. Yeah, well, not the same exact thing, but close to. Yeah, and, and yeah. you're going to have a lot of guys, you know, force their way out of places via Twitter. Yeah, but another thing we've seen though is athletes giving. Part of it is that, but uh, another thing we've seen a lot is athletes giving the silent treatment, like hiding in caves. Um, Kawhi Leonard wouldn't talk to anybody on the Spurs. Right. We'll, we'll see a lot. We do see a lot of that too, not just on not just on Twitter. Was he when, in that tweet? Was Stroman talking about Epler or Sandy Alderson? Um, he was talking about the Mets, but but he talked he, about the he said the GM. So he's talking about the guy they hired, Epler, the guy they just hired. Yeah. Which I don't understand what he has against that hire. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't what resign he him as one. I would say what he didn't resign him as one. I would say. That that's what that that was his problem. I don't know, but I, I you know I think that that um, well he's already signed though Marcus Stroman isn't he? But like Judge and stuff like you know Judge is holding out for more money and stuff. I, like, and I don't blame Judge. Yeah, that. but but it's a pretty like uh, read the room kind of moment. It's kind of a bad time to be asking for more money as in the MLB right now, and they're not even set up to play. They're not even set up to play. You're right. But first of all, I really rarely blame athletes for holding out and asking for more money. No, Sam. I really don't, to be completely honest. You know why? They hire – the vast majority of them have agents. They hire agents to maximize their money. They right. listen to their agents the way you would listen to a lawyer. So what, that's basically what they do, and they try to maximize the amount of money. All of us would do that too. We, we all effectively do when it comes to jobs. We try to make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and – he like how much is Judge making now? I know he's making less than John Carlos Stanton. A lot, but he's yeah, but but yeah, I I, I I I he's not making a lot, but um, he might still be on the rookie deal. Um, but uh, he's also uh, I I I think I I would take Stanton over him though. But um, I think that he uh, he's also just picked a bad time to do it. Yeah, he he's picked he picked a bad time, and a lot of people like to get mad at. Okay, this is what this is. He has a one. He is a one year contract right now for twenty twenty two for seventeen million dollars. Yeah, for like for and then he's an unrestricted free agent. It's like seventeen million dollars for Aaron Judge. Uh, I mean, he's worth way more than seventeen million dollars. Uh, I, I mean, by by uh, professional uh, baseball standards, certainly he's worth way more than that. I mean, I. Holy, uh, yeah, but, but do you do you, do you, you you'd pay him that if you were the Yankees you pay him more? I'd pay him more, yeah. Or he can walk, but it's like, look, 
John Carlos Stanton gets paid like double that or close to double that. Why why should he just take $17 million when another guy who he's at least as good as is getting paid like almost double that? Why should but he do that? The thing that doesn't make sense more than 17 million. Yeah, but 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 the problem is that that, that the Yankees made it I think I don't think they made a mis- I don't want to say they made a mistake getting John Carlos Stanton, but they just essentially got two Aaron judges, put them right next to each other in the lineup. Like the, the way they're, they're, that their offense is doesn't work. Like, and I think the Yankees will resign him. I, they probably should, but they're sort of, the Yankees are sort of making a similar mistake that they've made the last the, parts of the reason they haven't won titles. And like another, like they, they, they've got two of the same guys, right-handed hitters who strike yeah. out a lot and hit home runs. And then they're to, like, they're talking about, um, they wanted Freddie Freeman. They might take Freddie Freeman and get rid of Anthony Rizzo. But Rizzo is a left-hander, and Freeman is a right-hander. The problem with the Yankees yeah. lineup is they have no left-handers. Yeah, that's another big problem. The same also, over and over. Well, think of it this way. It would be like – it's kind of like the common criticism of the Rockets when they had um, – not the Rockets, the Thunder uh, – yeah, the Rockets when they had Harden and Westbrook. It's yeah. like these guys – or even like – Oklahoma City with yes. um, Westbrook and Durant yeah, yeah. Take shots away from each other. It's it's a very similar it, it's a very similar type of dynamic when you have that same exact type of player, which is which can be a problem uh, when you as opposed to say when you have a team like the Royals with a bunch of average uh, when I say average I mean hitters for average right. right and the thing that I would I would point on that is the Yankees are extremely analytical. I don't understand this. So the uh, Oakland Athletics. <laughs> got analytical because they had like a $30 million payroll. The Rays got analytical because they have a terrible payroll. You're the Yankees. What you, you before the, before the, um before the analytics uh thing started with Billy Bean, the Yankees were dominating the MLB. Why are you getting on the level of the A's and the Rays? You're already yeah, dominating. Analytics mainly helps small market. Teams. Exactly. And, and, and analytics can be very, and analytics can be very misleading too. Like in right. all sports, it can be very misleading because it doesn't always take into account certain nuances yes. and certain things that only a human mind, especially especially um, especially uh, uh, human human impact of the game, it doesn't take into account. I, I can't stand when a team is you know uh, like there was a game with the Ravens and the Packers this year where the, the Ravens had scored like twenty straight points, got it down to one point, and went for two to win. That because it says to go for it analytically, but it doesn't take into account that they have all the momentum. Right, right. You know, like it analytics doesn't, doesn't account for any of that. It it doesn't it, pitching. It doesn't take into account a guy who's hot pitching. Like it no. doesn't it doesn't take that into account. But I just don't understand why the Yankees are going went from winning as good as well as they were playing. I mean, even before two thousand nine, even when they hadn't won a championship. Since 2000, they've been to the World Series twice before they won the World, before they, so 2001, 2003 they went. So I don't understand, like, why. They haven't been a winning team within the past decade. Right, but since they went to the analytics, but why are you getting on the level of the, the Rays and the, the A's? Right. I mean, no, 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 they absolutely shouldn't. I totally agree. I mean, analytics has mainly helped small market teams. That's mainly been their thing. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I think it's kind of overrated. Like Colin Coward says, you also need to take into account nanolytics. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. So anyway, I actually have to go. Um, that's Okay. Uh, so thanks for coming on, Liam. No problem. Thank you for having um, me. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be back next week, everybody. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this was Tricks and Picks.